0: You're listening, You're listening to the On Call Empath Encore, Show. show, show, show. Alright guys, we are back. You know who it is. It's Raj Montaj from the On Call Empath. Um, just a quick shout out to all my clients, people that I coach, all of you guys that have been with me on my journey on all these hundreds of episodes and now uh, kind of looking back, you know, where I started from episode one to... Whatever number we're at now, almost 120 um, episodes that I have. Um, I'm just grateful. You know, I want to thank each and every one of you guys. I, I care about all of my clients so much that tune into my podcast every week. And um, I love what I do. And I can't picture myself doing anything else but giving back and helping people, um, whether you're an empath. Uh, h s p trauma victim, or just an average person going through all kinds of just stuff in life that kind of gets gets us down and you know I've been there myself, and so I just wanted to thank each and every one of you from the bottom of my heart so with that said, I want to talk to you guys about emotional triggers. I'm going to talk out to you seven effective ways um to deal with your emotional triggers because this is something that I still struggle with. Now, you guys that are listening, especially a lot of my clients that are out there, you guys know who you are. Um, I use this method with you guys as well Um, and it definitely puts things in perspective and maybe it'll work for you. that, that are listening in right now. So I'm just going to dive right in. Before we start, just to let you know, this is not medical advice by any means. If you're going through any mental health issues, definitely check out a qualified physician or a therapist. So I just had an itch to make this solo video because I've been having all these elite guests one after another back to back. And I felt, okay, let me take a breather because I keep getting something that comes up with all of my coaching clients, which is, you know, they get triggered. And it's not just an empath thing or a highly sensitive person thing. I think we all have things underneath. When we are growing up, maybe something happened where someone made fun of our weight, for example. So if someone now as an adult, we, you know, somebody says something about our weight, we get very upset or we get defensive. And that's just one example. Or let's say you were having struggling with like a learning issue growing up. And then as you got into adulthood, when someone called you dumb, boom, that would trigger all these emotions. And it would come from a place where you had no idea. And the best way for you to deal with that was to lash out or to isolate, um, to attack. And these are all defensive mechanisms that you know that, that I've done myself. Um, it's kind of like I'll show you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make your life hell for doing what you did. How dare you do that? And and yeah, I used to go that route, but then I was able to change that narrative and make it work for me. So number one, seek out the source. So meaning, look at who is triggering you. Is this somebody who is just you know, in crossing, at a grocery store, or is it a loved one, someone that you're very close to, maybe a spouse, a boss, or somebody that you look up to. Now, if we look at the source, if it's coming from somebody that you know that has a pattern of, you know, letting people down and and saying things at the dinner table, you know, Thanksgiving's coming up, and you know that this person's not going to keep their mouth shut, And so you are already going into that, you know, that environment knowing that if they say a word, I'm going to push back twice as hard. Now, there's nothing wrong with preparing yourself, but I want you to consider the source. If it is somebody who just doesn't have the capabilities to look past what they're doing, why does it bother us? Why does somebody that is not enlightened, that doesn't know you as a person, as a whole, why are we going to take their opinion about us? In order for you, someone to hurt me, I have to value your opinion. Now, so if it's somebody that I don't respect and I know that the source is like some random person or somebody that has narcissistic tendencies or they're a toxic person I already know I'm gonna I, whatever they say out of their mouth. It's it's not going to bother me because even if they make sense or they don't make sense, it's not going to matter. They just don't matter. And to get to that point takes a lot of. Um, it took me a while to get there because I had to really find out who I was, find pinpoint what my triggers were, and that's what I do with a lot of my clients. We figure out way back when they were little kids or we go way back when they were in high school to see what were the things that triggered that they never really released as an adult and so now once we can identify those things it's a lot easier to pinpoint so when somebody that just doesn't matter says something to you on the internet it's a random thing and it just m- makes your day like like shit you know um it's happened to me i've i've gotten comments but I look at all the great comments, like the thousands of good comments versus the one or two that that don't accept me, which is fine. And again, it takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. We're able to distinguish who the source is. So just keep that in mind. Number one, seek the source. Look who it's coming from. If it's somebody that you don't respect or somebody that has narcissistic tendencies or they have a um, kind of like a bad reputation, whether it's at work or people already know that this person is kind of kind of off like that, you're able to at least prepare yourself that you know that whatever they say, whether even if it's, if it's a compliment, I still would not take that as a compliment because it doesn't matter what they say. So that's what I'm trying to say. Look at the source. If they don't matter, move on. Number two, the next one, look for projection. So be wary of your projections because we will project our anger onto innocent bystanders, whether it's, uh, you know, someone we're close to, whether, you know, they're our wife or our husband or maybe somebody at work, one of our best friends, we will take some of that energy and we tend to lash out on other people that really they, ha- they haven't had no idea why you're in a bad mood. and. You know, you can go to work and you can snap at somebody for no reason and they'll be like, what's wrong with this person? So be wary of your projection. Um, so before you say something, make sure you know what you're saying. If you don't, if you're not sure, don't say it. Because I've been in positions where I, you know, I was very angry. If, let's say, for example, I, I recently had a podcast uh, a guest who I did all this work for and then um, they just never showed up. They never called, Um, they never like acknowledged me. And then the first instance was, okay, let me look at the source. And yeah, I looked at the person's profile, you know, um, and saw their track record. And I don't care how big they are or how, you know, how many followers and stuff like that. But I look at the source and then obviously I was enraged, which was okay until I got to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm done being angry. But I'm not going to project or try to reach out to this person because, again, I looked at the source so it stops right there. So you have to ask yourself, is it worth going after the person and trying to get a reason why? It doesn't matter why they didn't show. The fact is, to you, to me actually, it is a form of, uh, my time is a lot better to go after something um, that's not going to serve any good. So that's why I always have backup plans and I've mentioned this many episodes and I tell this to all my clients, always have a backup plan so when you're going into something and it doesn't work out, you already have something in mind. The good news is I already had four people lined up so I just moved them down the chain and that person, if they do contact me later on, you know, I'm I'm not going to be upset. I'm not going to, you know, whatever the excuse, oh, I forgot, you know, the time zone, Whatever they say, it is a done deal because right now they're already in a category in that source that I'm talking about. Look at the source. Look at their behavior. Um, and yeah, people make mistakes and, and I get that emergencies happen, but you got to take that in consideration. So that leads me to the third one is never assume. I never assume anymore. I used to assume the worst where I'd be like, yeah, this this person is bad. Is blowing me off and I'm going to let them know. But had I known that they're dealing with a loss or had I known that they're fighting with um, their spouse or going through a divorce, it now makes sense why they've been distanced or treating me differently how they normally treat me. So always put into context, never assume things and jump to conclusions because I am the number one culprit of that. And I'll be the first one to say that on this podcast. But um, just looking more closely into the situation, I know that it's not always about me. And we can't let people be mind readers. So keep that in mind. Is Number four is we can't be mind readers. We can't assume that people are going to just go along with what we say even though we haven't communicated that with with someone we're just assuming that oh they'll they'll figure it out most people won't most people will not assume or treat you a certain way because you're nice hey empaths i'm talking to you that means if you're nice don't expect people to be nice just because you're nice it doesn't work that way people are going to be people and in the world we live in today, it's even worse. Most people that I come across that are going through a lot of stuff in their life, um, you know, they're not just going to be nice to you just because you've done something nice and, and there's no return of favor. And that's what I want you to really think about, is don't expect people to be nice just because you've You've done something nice and that expectation is going to lead to a bad place. So never expect anything from anyone because that's going to really save you a lot of heartache. What I do want you to focus on is what you can do to keep moving forward. So if if you have plans with somebody and they don't show up, you always have a backup plan. So meaning you're supposed to go out with somebody... You go to the restaurant and they leave you hanging. They never show. Guess what? You're going to have your own dinner. You're going to have a good time. You're going to try all these great foods. And then you're going to go somewhere else and maybe go to a movie, have a have a good time there, come home. And so you already have a plan B type thing. And so when I go out, for example, in this particular example, I already know that if this person shows or not, it doesn't matter. Because... I already know I'm going to have a good time. If they don't show, it's no big deal because I already have three things planned. I'm going to have a good night. And so going into a situation like that, it really helps. Number five, don't repress your emotions. Um, this is a big one for a lot of my clients. They, Especially the male ones, male clients, because they don't really talk to people about their emotions. They they will repress it. So what happens like a pressure cooker is you keep repressing this over and over day after day whether it's a boss you know someone you're you're married to or a friend and you keep taking it until you blow up and then you look like the crazy lunatic and that's happened to me many times many jobs I'll bit you know I'll I'll take the abuse and then finally I'll be like screw you I quit you guys all suck it doesn't work so when there's an issue you got to put the boundaries first and then that's it Whatever happens next, it doesn't matter. You've already put the line in the sand. If they cross it, you're done. You move on. Say what you mean. So like if you're saying like if you do this again, uh, we're not going to have any more conversations after that. But just try to be like fair about it and and don't be like, you know, uh, don't give any ultimatums. But all I'm saying is do not repress your emotions. You have to release it. And if you can't release it at that moment, that's fine. Take your time to recoup and then come back when you're collected and then make that decision. Number six is take time to take a breather, meaning it's okay to take a down day. Um, there's been many days where, like for instance, like right now I have coaching I have the Elite Series on the podcast, which is taking up a lot of my time, Um, the marketing part, and then the coaching. I coach many clients all over the world. So I'm trying to juggle this, and it gets to a point where, you know what, today I'm going to take an off day. I have to take a breather. Why? Because I know if I keep going, it's going to trigger my emotions, and then I might take it out on somebody else uh, in my life. And I don't want to do that. So in order to keep me... Going on all four cylinders. I need to take that time off and don't let anyone talk you out of it and say no. You have to go hard. You have to go twenty four seven. Go go go. Positive positive. Don't don't go for that. You know because what goes on in this situation is that we will overthink this a hundred times. It's going to ruin our sleep and then it's going to build like a snowball, a snowball effect to a point where. If you break down uh, at that point, you can't go back to where you were. And then you're like, what's going on with me? I'm not the same person. I lost my edge. And in order to, to avoid this, guys, you have to take a breather. You have to take time to self-care. And I tell this every time to all my clients. If you don't take time to take care of yourself, whether you get your hair, nails done, or for a guy, you go to the gym and you buy like something nice for you, like whatever it is, take time to take a breather. It's okay. No one's going to judge you. You know, this is something that sometimes I feel guilty about. Like, oh, you're, you're, you're not going 110%, you know. Number seven, have that go-to person. Now, it could be a friend. It could be somebody that you trust. But this person has to be someone that understands you, that's not going to talk over you or try to say, well, you should have done this, you should have done that. You have to have somebody that will just shut up and listen. And let me tell you guys, this is the hardest part. Where do you find somebody that's just going to listen to you? There's not very many people. Now, you can go to a therapist. You can go to a coach like me. You can go to maybe a a very best friend from childhood where they know you inside out, where they're not going to tear you down. But when you get emotionally triggered you have to have a plan where you can go to that one person because if you try to do this all yourself in your head it's going to be so much tougher um now if you don't have anybody and you're listening to this podcast it's okay um you can always reach out to me um you can my email will be in the bottom of this uh episode feel free to you know reach out to me i'll always listen i never turn anyone away But if I'm not available right at that second and you can't call somebody and you're in a a time where you're just having a breakdown, pull out a notebook and pull out a pen and just start writing. I don't care what you write about, but just start writing, get the fingers going, and write whatever you want. Swear if you need to. um, Write like no one's listening. I mean, write like really what's on your mind, like... Because no one's going to read it. Because after you're done writing that and it comes out of your your spirit right onto the paper, you can go back to it when you're calm and you can see the difference. Like, who is this? Because I've done this in the past. This is very, very therapeutic for me. It's like, I'll write something that really pisses me off. And then when I'm done writing it, I'll go back in an hour or, or, or in the next day. And I'll be like, who wrote this? Did I really feel like that? I don't feel like that right now. Because at that moment when we get triggered, especially the trauma victims and the empaths, we get to a point where it's almost like we go into automatic. Like we, we go into our coping mechanism. Like where, when we were getting abused by a narcissist, we turn into that, that person. Like we're either rageful or we... Or we run and we hide and we isolate. So usually with my clients, I'll get, for example, I'll, I'll have two types of clients. I'll have one that will be very combative and they'll be rageful and they'll scream and shout. And then I'll have the other one that will pretty much like isolate, run away, fawn, fight, flight. You know, you guys know the four F's. So in those senses, which type of person are you? You know, are you communicating? Are, do you have a... Open mind. Um, are you writing down your feelings? Do you have your go-to person? Are you projecting? I mean, these are a lot of things um, that you can listen to on the podcast, and you can go on YouTube um, and learn these things. But it's not going to mean anything unless you actually do them. So next time you have a emotional trigger, what I want you to do is step back, remove yourself, try these seven steps. Um, and moving forward, I want you to ask yourself, you know, are you communicating properly? Are you leaving? Are you giving good boundaries? Are you people pleasing? Who is the source that's pissing you off? Is it some random person on the internet or is it somebody that you're in love with that you're spending the rest of your life with? Once we know the source, then we can prioritize how much emotional, bandwidth do you want to give this person because if it's somebody that's not going to affect your life five years from now why even worry about it and guys i've been through it myself so it's like i know what you're going through don't fight that inner voice that's going to put negative things in your head Um, i want you to observe them and like clouds let them kind of go through your mind observe them but don't judge so if you hear those negative thoughts like you want to do something to a person that crossed you, or you feel like you're no good, you're too fat, you're too skinny, you're you're too this, let it go. Let Don't resist. Let whatever comes to your mind. But I do want you to keep in mind these steps, these seven steps, and I want you to put it into action. If you guys need help, you know where to reach me. Right now, I'm actually taking new clients. So I have a couple spots left. I'm giving a free session to the first three people that contact me. Um, let me know. I want to know what's going on with you guys. Um, I care about everyone that listens to this podcast. And I, I've gotten so much good feedback right now. It's it's doing so well. I mean, we're on to almost 200 episodes. I have guests contacting me every day. Like we're talking high profile guests that worked at these big corporations, um, therapists, TEDx speakers. I've got a lot of good stuff coming in the works. But I wanted to just kind of take a break and take my down day and do this one-on-one with you guys because I don't want you to lose focus. This podcast is about self-healing. Yeah, I bring on uh, an expert guest every episode, but I don't, I'm doing that so you guys could take a little flavor from each person, each expert, and I want you to take as much as you can from each person, and there's a reason why we choose who we do. We I make sure that they have some value um, to offer you guys. It's not just like, hey, I want to be on your podcast. We have a process where we look at not only what they've done, but also how much impact they can make on people. So I want you to know that I got a lot of great things coming up in the future. I have more guests on the way. And my coaching is always open to you guys. If you're interested, hit me up. With that said, we are out. You're listening to the On Call and